Welcome to episode three of What Do You Want to Watch, hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. This week's episode, we're going to talk about things that we're excited for. It's the Anticipation Station Week, and we're going to be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2022. Choo-choo! These will include movies that have not been released yet, so movies like Uncharted will be disqualified since it's already been released by the time we are recording this episode. All right, let's get to it. start us off this week uh i will go first and my first most anticipated movie of this year uh is the batman uh coming march 4th 2022 uh action crime drama mystery little indie film right yeah little known yeah exactly as uh matt reeves is uh the director of this one and actually i just found out um this week that he's been quoted as saying that he wants to create like a bat universe and says there are so many different characters within this realm that he wants to continue to make movies. So we'll see if that uh, happens. But um, I'm sure many of you watched the previous renditions of Batman with Jack Nicholson, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, and then Christian Heath. Bale's uh, Heath. Yeah. You know, Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, this one will have the Riddler. It will have Penguin. Um, let's see. Catwoman. Yes, Catwoman. Batman, Gordon, you know, the classic. Are, are there any other villains beside Penguin and Riddler? Um, I know Riddler's a main, like... I think they've teased a couple. There's, uh, you know, the smaller mob bosses that sometimes show up in Batman stuff. Uh, uh, Falcone is, like, mm. the popular mob boss that's represented a lot of times in, in Gotham City that's there. First, I want to get your opinion. How do you feel about Robert Pattinson now as Batman slash when you first heard that he was going to play Batman? When I first heard it, I was very skeptical. Um, because I even think when I first heard that, I hadn't seen... Um, what what are some new movies that he's been in that we uh, haven't seen? Good Time, Tenet. Um, he was in Cosmopolis. I mean, I think we all have Twilight Baggage, yeah. right? That's well, what we all it, have. Yeah, and we found out about Batman before we even saw Tenet. Yes. So, like, I, I, I really didn't have much experience with him, um, so I was skeptical. But then I saw Tenet, and he did a very good job in that. And then just seeing a, a couple previews of uh, the Batman. Uh, and then, um, oh, what was that movie with him and Tom Holland, The Messed Up? Oh, The Devil All the Time? Yeah, I saw yes. him in that. And that was a weird movie, but he was still good in that. Um, so, no, I, I think I think he'll do a really good job. I think he's a good actor. Uh, he's redeemed himself. But also, so is Kirsten Stewart. So I'm also wondering if it maybe wasn't the actors. But it, I'm 100% positive that it was not the actors. The it was instead yeah. everything else going into the Twilight movies. So uh, as he mentioned, yeah, Robert Pattinson's going to be the Batman. Uh, Zoe Kravitz will be Catwoman. Yeah. Colin Farrell will be the Penguin. And then Paul Dano will be the Riddler. And just look up, just look up a picture of Paul Dano and like you'll understand it's why creepy. he's the Riddler. Dude is excellent at playing the slimy Every single movie I've seen him creepy, in. Creepy. Yeah, Prisoners. He's excellent Ooh, as yeah. the slimy creepy guy. Also, probably his best performance is There Will Be Blood where he's going toe to toe with Daniel Day-Lewis and is as good as Daniel Day-Lewis is in that movie as crazy as that sounds. This so, young, and he's I'm a young guy excited. too. He's a very good actor uh, and he's he's good at what he does and he keeps getting hired for it. So why change? Um so yeah, it's uh, a stat cast. I just listed those three, um, but there are a lot of people: uh, Jeffrey Wright, Peter Skarsgård, uh, Andy Serkis. Um, 
I mean, who else? There's it's it's pretty stat. And like, if you don't know these actors by name, I'm 100 percent sure you look them up and you will have seen them in uh, quite a bit of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it's good. It's gonna be PG-13, um, which some are kind of wanting an R. Yeah. Um, but I think he did PG-13 just to allow for a wider audience and to get more yeah. more views. Um, and kind of a tagline I saw with this was "Unmask the truth," and I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so we'll see. Kind of the plot, according to IMDb, it's like when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman's forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what... He, he might be taking a completely different route than anybody's done with Batman, so I'm curious to see that. I've heard uh, that this one is going to be a lot more of a detective story and an investigative piece than other, mm-hmm. other Batman, especially Batfleck was pretty much just action. That was like essentially all that it was um so i think that we're getting a different part of that if you haven't watched any of the trailers for this even if you're not a big batman person i would encourage you to the first one they have where they do a very creepy version of a nirvana song Mm -hmm. um and batman's just beating the crap out of people and you see like the batmobile which is just a souped up muscle car in this movie like come out of a flaming explosion and ram another car off the road uh, I think it'll get you hype, even if you're not you're not a big Batman person. Nathan, so. I just realized that this movie drops in ten days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is soon. It mm. is. I think I've seen projections: one hundred forty million dollar opening weekend. It's mm. going to be how much they spend on it. Do you know? Um, I wonder if IMDb has the budget. It's going to be one of the biggest movies of the year, um, and probably the biggest outside of a Marvel movie. I would say. Uh, uh, the runtime is two hours and fifty five minutes. Yeah, which it's I'm here be for three it. Hours. It's a long movie. Make I'm absolutely seven. here for Make it. Make it seven yeah. hours. I'll watch the whole thing. I don't care. I won't even need a bathroom break. Um, yeah, I'm super. I'm, I'm really excited for this. I'm pumped for this. I've already heard the score. They dropped Batman's theme on Spotify. I need to listen to that. Oh baby, is it a good one? So, so something cool too is is Jackie Matt Reeves said that he wrote the script for Robert Pattinson in mind. Like in that. You can still write a good script, like, okay, who are we going to cast this script? But when you, like, write it specifically to a person and then you get that person that you want, I think that really helps Pattinson also in this role, mm-hmm. but also as a, the movie as a whole and just the quality of it. And uh, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I kind of am. It just looks really – can't help it. Yeah, it, it looks really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've spent already a lot of time on this. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for it. Uh, Nathan, what's your, what's your first most anticipated movie? So mine is actually a much less, I believe, popular film. Um, it's called White Noise. It's, going, it's written and directed by Noah Baumbach, who um, famously made Marriage Story a couple of years ago, which was a heavy Oscar contender for Netflix. This is also a Netflix movie. It stars Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig, which is Bombeck's wife, and Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, it's based on a popular novel from 1985 by Don DeLillo of the same name. That novel actually won a National Book Award. Um, and essentially what I've read of the plot, and I want to read this book before this movie comes out, and I'm having trouble. Um, I have a library card. Shout out, Flex. I'm just smarter than you. I have a <laughs> library card. Um, but it's not at the library here in town, so I'm going to probably so have to buy this book. Where's the order. library card? No, the library card is for the library in town. Oh. The book is not. Oh, at the okay. I was like, so where you just keep have up. this random? Try and keep <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, Try yeah, and yeah. keep up. <laughs> um, but it centers around a professor of Hitler studies in a Midwestern college that's a fake college, and their town that this college in is covered by a chemical gas after a train accident. 
and like it's supposed to be like a mystery drama but also a dark comedy um Noah Baumbach has a high track record with me. Some two of my favorite movies of the past decade were um, *Marriage Story* and *Francis Ha*. Um, Greta Gerwig's involved. I said before that anything Greta Gerwig's involved with, I'm going to pay attention. *Little Women* is my third favorite movie of all time, and she wrote and directed that. I imagine she's going to have something to do with the script here, and it's got Adam Driver. Um, and if you've seen anything that Adam Driver has been in since *Force Awakens*, I would say. Um, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Dude is amazing. I mean, I know David has seen House of Gucci, did not like that movie, but told me that Adam Driver was amazing in that yep. movie anyway. Yeah, he was um, very good. So I'm super, I'm super pumped for this. It's going to be released on Netflix probably later in 2022. They think it's going to be Oscar push movie. Um, I've heard comparisons, not in similar style or tone necessarily, but to what they did with Don't Look Up is they're going to maybe release at the same time so it gets buzz at the right time and then it can be considered for, for Oscar nominations. I would expect that um, to happen with this movie as well. Uh, Netflix is trying to move into more prestige territory um, and they've reached an official partnership with Bombac um, to make future movies. So I, I'm just, I'm super pumped about this. I know that you probably haven't heard a lot about this movie. So what do you think about it? I um no I haven't actually heard it at all but you mentioned Bombback and I that's like I think Marriage Story like hooked me with Adam Driver cuz he just did a su- superb job mm-hmm. um and then with Francis Ha that's on my watch list but it's very highly rated and many people um uh said it's good and then also just seeing Adam Driver um, you know, Greta Gerwig, Don Cheadle, there's just Andre 3000 like he's Yeah, Andre th- Andre 3000 is in this movie, okay. What what do you need? What else do you need? Okay, there's a the best member of Outcast and one of the best rappers of all time is in this movie, so I'm gonna watch it. I'll be there. So yeah, I'm excited. I'll check it out. It's a what is it? So it says it's drama and a mystery. Interesting. Drama, mystery, and dark comedy. I don't really know. I would imagine that um, it's gonna have some comedic elements in it. Um, I think there's probably gonna be some dramatic turns from Driver. From what I understand, what I've heard about this book is it's not an easy book to adapt. It's kind of a confusing story. It goes back and forward in time. There's a lot of POV sets and then a lot of third person stuff happening as well from what Mm. I've heard. So this is not, I don't, I think this is kind of a challenge, but Bombac is, I think up to the task. So I'm very excited to see where he takes this one. Uh, When's the release date for this? Is there one? They have not announced an official one, but all that I've seen is they think it's going to be late 2022 for awards push, so fall at the earliest, probably closer to November, December. Um, Netflix has a lot, a lot of stuff dropping, as you'll hear later on in this episode, so they're going to have an absolutely stacked release date for pretty much everything. So, All right. Up next, Dirks, what do you have? Uh, I have Nope. Uh, That's the movie title. I'm not, like, saying no to Nathan. It's literally just Nope. Uh, It's a... uh, Jordan Peele movie. Um, That's it. That's all we had to say. Okay, next entry. Honestly. Because Jordan Peele is directing another mo- No, go ahead. Uh, you mean you're right, though, because, like, Jordan Peele, um, he's... You know, it's kind of funny, though, just because, like, you, I just never would have thought that this would be the route that he would have taken after, you know, his comedic YouTube career and stand-up comedy. You know, just, like, that's just what he's been known for. But he's done two other films, Get Out and Us, and... Uh, you know, some of you may not like that type of this, like this uh, horror thriller genre, but uh, they were just widely considered good movies. Um, and he's sitting two for two right now. And um, 
we honestly don't know much about this movie. He directed it. Uh, um, let's see. Let me look at my notes here. Yeah, Daniel uh, Kaluuya, uh, he, who's in both of those. Or no, is he in Us? He's, he's not just in, in Us. Get Out. He is in Get Out, though. He's the star of Get Out. Yeah, he's a star of Get Out. So if you've seen that, you know that. And then Kiki Palmer is also in this movie. Um, literally all we know about this uh, is here's the plot, that we, a sentence, really. The residents of a lonely gulch in, the, in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. And uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, they dropped the trailer, and it was just pretty much like people reacting and like freaking out. Yep. So we don't know anything. He's done a good job of like keeping this low. Nathan thinks aliens. I've heard. I've heard a rumor. I've seen it on Twitter. I have yet to find an article that verifies it, but that NOPE actually stands for something and that it's not of planet Earth. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Now, it's Jordan Peele, so he could be throwing curveballs at us all the time. Dude was dude is a master of marketing. Um, if you remember us before it came out, all we really got was like red jumpsuit and some scissors, and then we got I Got Five on it, remixed in a creepy version, and I think all of us just collectively decided that we were going to go opening night to watch this movie <laughs> because it's Jordan Peele. So I, I trust this. I trust this man with, with my movie-going heart. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited for this film. Yeah. Lily, I don't even the the poster is a cloud, and then like tagged with the cloud is like a string with like different colored like flags. It's like a kite almost string, just hovering over this town in the mountains. Lily, I have no clue what this would be about, but I trust Jordan Peele, and it seems pretty uh, intense. So yeah, I'm gonna watch it for sure. I just yeah, not much to say on it because we just really don't know anything about it. Right. Yep. All right. Um, up next, I, I have my pick. My next pick is The North Man, um, directed by Robert Eggers, who directed famously The Lighthouse. Uh, it stars Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe. Um, the, the trailer has recently dropped for this, um, and I they, it looks from the trailer like a classic revenge story. Supposedly, it's based off of a Scandinavian legend that then went on to inspire Shakespeare to write Hamlet. That's the story. Um, but I, it seems kind of like a basic action movie at first glance. But when you look deeper and you realize it's Robert Eggers, who likes to make weird things, um, and Ani Taylor-Joy's character is like a witch, I think. Um, and, you know, I just don't – I don't really know what to expect. All I know is that I trust these people. Um and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some opportunity here. I have it in my notes. I'm just gonna talk about Skarsgård's abs here a little bit. Um, this will make Leonidas from 300 blush. If you look at some of the shots in the trailer, dude is like Adam Driver, Last Jedi levels of just absolutely built. Okay, so I don't know what his ab routine is. Hopefully they drop that soon so I can follow it for two days and then ignore it um, for the rest of all time. Can you confirm? I'm looking at a picture now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, is, it is insane. Um, but I'm super excited for this. I think it's going to be weird, funky, fairy tale-esque movie. Um, uh, Robert Eggers, as I said before, I don't know if anybody has heard of The Lighthouse. It's a black and white horror film that was released two years ago that is extremely strange. Um, and he also did the Vavitch or the witch. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so he makes weird horror movies. So I bet there will be horror elements to this. Um, I literally put as a genre weird for this movie. So I think if you're expecting a traditional Viking action movie, um, probably not going to be what you expect, but 
It I will like, probably be pretty uh, intense and violent, though. Yes, I like going into this not knowing exactly what I'm going to get because it seems from the trailer, you know, that his his father gets killed very young by, uh, I believe, his uncle. I believe they just spoil that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it cuts to him as an adult, and he's, like, trained as a warrior his whole life to go back and rescue his mother and avenge his father's death. But I have a feeling there's going to be some weird fantasy elements that I'm not expecting some weird horror stuff in this. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about it. And once again, Skarsgård's abs look amazing. Yeah. So The estimated budget $60 million. Yes. So no. That's good They too. put a lot of money in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is coming out April 22nd of 2022. All right. Dirks, hit us with your next pick. Uh, I have for my next movie, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, dropping May 6, 2022. Uh, the next movie in the Marvel Universe series, I Cinematic guess. Cinematic Universe. How did you MCU? Come on. You know this. Oh, I didn't. Well, I wasn't trying to. I was just saying, like, the next movie in ah, the series. Okay, okay, like, okay. I got you. Um, I'm. Like, okay, let's see. Let's, we'll take it one step at a time. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Sam Raimi is the director, um, and he hasn't, like, he's not been, like, the the name that you've heard the last couple years uh, uh, as far as Marvel. He did the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped produce The Evil Dead. But other than that, like, he, this is kind of a new director, really, in terms of, like, 20, you know, the, yeah, the up-to-date been, Marvel. He's been kind of... He's been kind of quiet on. Um, I guess I guess you could just say he's been kind of quiet as far as blockbusters go, um, mm-hmm. recently. So, but um, there's I mean they're classic actors re- regarding Marvel. Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Wanda Maximoff, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, uh, Rachel Rachel McAdams will be in this as Doctor Christine Palmer. Uh, I feel like I can say this because he's on the cast list. Uh, and he was technically in the trailer, uh, unless Nathan, you don't think I should say this actor's name. Go ahead. Uh, Patrick Stewart was heard in the in the uh, trailer, and he is on the cast list. Uh, and if you don't know Patrick Stewart, he is Professor Xavier uh, from those the X Men series that he, we most of us grew up on. Yep. Uh, and he's been all but confirmed. No, he's been pretty much confirmed. He's uh, confirmed. He's in it. Movie uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is Mordor. Uh, he was Mordo, not Mordor. That's the place hobbits can't walk. That's into. true. Also, there's not an R at the end of that. So I'm not <laughs> sure why I said that. Uh, Mordo, he was in um, the what? first Doctor Strange. Yeah, the first Doctor Strange, and at the end, he kind of walks away and says he can't follow this any longer. Yeah, he um, he's the one that to explain Doctor Strange very quickly. The ancient <laughs> one is using dark dimension powers. Some of you are snoring right now, and I understand that. <laughs> and Mordo, who was like her disciple for a long time, has decided that that's not okay, and that he's being betrayed and all she preached was not using the dark dimension and she's been doing it for so long. So he pretty much leaves, um, the group essentially uh, is no longer a sorcerer and is trying to essentially make less sorcerers on the planet. So he's feels like he's fighting back against the corrupt establishment, I would say. And he feels he's doing the right thing. Yes. Um, this follows the events of Spider-Man. Uh, so if you saw the new Spider-Man, uh, I, th- I think I can talk about it now. Doctor Strange attempts to, um, by by Peter Parker's wishes, uh, make everybody forget that he was Spider-Man. Uh, well, events fall like events follow after that, and um, you know all actions have consequences. Um, and now he's trying to put the universe back together, for lack of a better term. Um, and I, 
my personal opinion, I think this could be a Spider-Man level movie. It's a huge cast. It's a big plot. Uh, and the biggest thing for me is this has huge implications in the Marvel Universe. Like, more than just about any Marvel movie, I think. Um, just with this, the multi-dimension that we're probably about to tap into, that we've kind of dipped into a little bit with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just on, based on the trailer, this movie just looks absolutely insane. Yeah, the rumor list of rumored characters to be in this movie is so long that we literally would not have time to list every single person on this podcast. Um, the things that we do know for sure is that Elizabeth Olsen is in it as Scarlet Witch, and we know that there's a likely she's going to be villain a villain in this film. And I'll just say it. I'll, I'll just come out and say this right now. Um, I'll be rooting for her even if she turns evil. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, Scarlet Witch does no wrong, can't really do any wrong. I may regret saying this after I see this movie, but I'll be in the theater rooting for her if she has to fight Doctor Strange, um, which we a lot of people are expecting her to do sort of a heel turn here. Mm. So I will just I'll, I'll be there, and yeah. I'll, I will be cheering her on, and every time she does a terrible thing, I will make up excuses for it, and I will say that it's not her fault and it's her situation, <laughs> and I will then – go on and continue to cheer for her. So, sorry, everybody yeah. else. You know, it happens. It's okay. Um, and also, if you've seen the trailer, uh, and if not, I highly advise you to watch this trailer, as there's a little bit of time left before this comes out, so you might kind of forget the trailer, and it might be fresh concept by the time the hits the big screen. But uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, actually, uh, the, the, the bad version, the zombie version of Doctor Strange is seen in this. And if you watched What If you saw this um, where essentially he absorbed as much power as possible yep. um, to save his the girl that he likes from dying. Christine. And yep. um, he, he has to absorb these just weird, like, octopus creatures and these weird bat like, all these just different it's, creatures It's you a can very strange, of. but you just think that... Think about a person with all the power Doctor Strange has, um, but he has pretty much ruined the fabric of the universe because mm-hmm. he's trying to use all of his power to change one moment in time. It's hard to explain. I'll, but I'll just explain one shot of this like evil Doctor Strange. At one point, he's like floating in the air, and he has like eight arms, and then like his tongue's like a lizard tongue, and his eyes are like green, and he's like yelling. Like It's like kind of creepy. creepy stuff. Very, very so, creepy. There's uh, like yeah. supposed to be... It's a multiverse, so there's going to be multiple versions of every character. We've already seen three different Doctor Stranges, in the trailer alone for this movie. One of them had a ponytail, for goodness sakes. Um, so, you know, when, when Benedict Cumberbatch has a ponytail, all rules are out. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. this is likely going to be just an insane movie and one that my mother will ask endless questions about after we get out of the movie. Hey, and, Nathan, who was that? Uh, Mom, I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm going to try. I'm going to do my <laughs> darndest, okay? I will be ready. I'll do my homework before we go in. But I, I probably won't have all the answers for you. So I'm just going to let you know now. All right. My my next pick and the final pick before we take a quick little break here is a movie called The Killer by a little director known as David Fincher. Um, and I'd like to take this moment to sincerely apologize to Mr. Fincher. On the first episode of this podcast, David asked me if there were directors – that whenever I heard their name attached to a project, I would instantly decide that I was going to watch that movie. And I didn't even list David Fincher. And that was probably top five biggest mistake of my podcasting career three episodes in, obviously. Because um, two of these movies are up there for your favorites of all time. David, David Fincher um, made Gone Girl. He directed The Social Network, which are two movies in my top ten. Seven is fantastic. 
Uh, Mank is one of my favorite movies of the last three years as well. So, hey, this, you're forgetting a movie. This is just what? What am I forgetting? Go ahead. He directed Zodiac. Ah, my gosh, Dirk's. That did lose its oomph after they actually proven like that it was somebody <sighs> it was, else. But yeah. it's still a very but it's good still movie. a very good movie. But David Fincher has an insanely high track record, mm-hmm. and this movie he's directing is starring Michael Fassbender, who took a break from acting to raise a child and also become a Formula One driver for a little bit. Uh, I guess that's what you can do when you're just insanely talented at something and want to take a break. Uh, so Michael Fassbender is in this. It's about an assassin who begins to develop a conscience. It's based on a graphic novel, The Complete Killer, by Alexis Nolent. Um, and he, Fincher is teaming up with Andrew Kevin Walker, which may not mean much just hearing the name, but he's the screenwriter that wrote Seven. Um, mm-hmm. So this is the first time they will be making a movie together since Seven. Um, which is one of Fincher's best, which is actually every Fincher movie is one of Fincher's best. I mean, his flop is the case of the curious case of Benjamin Button, which is considered a pretty good movie by most people anyway. So I'm just super excited about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about it at all. I'm sure it's going to be dark. I'm sure it's going to be brooding. I'm sure that Fassbender is going to be uncomfortable and scary in this movie. I'm sure there's going to be some disturbing violence, and I'm sure I'm going to be here for all of it. Yeah, there's it's a small cast though, so I wonder, is it still pretty far out? Um, they say this is supposed to be like very end of 2022. Now, obviously we are in a pandemic. If you didn't know, um, I'm sure you're tired of people saying that, but that has affected movies a lot. A lot of these movies we're talking about, were supposed to be released in years prior. Um, and some of them may even be pushed again. So this is expected to come out in late 2022. It's entirely possible that it does not. Um, but you know, m- me personally looking at Fincher's previous track record, Fassbender is a fantastic actor. Um, and it's, you know, it's going to be a classic Fincher story, seems like focusing on people that are not very good people doing not very good things. Um, that's what Fincher's best at, I think. And I'm going to see where it goes, but I'm, I'm very excited for this film. Mm. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back with some more recommendations and some more anticipated movies. So stick around. All right, so for my next movie on the list, I have Disappointment Boulevard. Uh, It's expected in 2022. I didn't find an actual specific date, but that was uh, what it said. It's a uh, comedy, drama, horror, which is very interesting to me, uh, directed by uh, Ari Aster. Uh, If you've seen Hereditary or Midsummer, you know exactly probably what this movie will be like because... I would say that those are two of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. Just disturbing, freaky, weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. So I I don't know what to expect. Put that on top of Joaquin Phoenix is starring in this, and he I think he just simply has like some actual issues, but he uses that for acting because uh, he is just disturbingly weird too. In, li- in real life also and in his movies. So pair that with... Those two things together, and I honestly just don't know what to expect uh, with this movie. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is one of those actors that um, it seems like he embodies every single role that he plays. Big um, method actor. And that, I think we have seen, takes a toll on people. Uh, mm-hmm. Marlon Brando, Daniel Day-Lewis, some of the other most famous method actors who had to walk away after a little bit. Uh, Joaquin could have some of that. Also, tragic backstories. His brother died of uh, drug addiction very young. Um, mm. So Joaquin's had a, had a very tough life, but 
regardless of Joaquin's personal life at all, he is a fantastic actor who is great in everything that he's in. Carries movies that I don't think are very good. Like I do not like the Joker. I will say that again and again. But Joaquin is fantastic in that film. It's a good movie. Um, so no, it's not. Um, but that's fine. You can say that. It won nine Oscars. That does not make it a good movie. Okay, Titanic is not the greatest movie of all time, but it's won the most Oscars. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm super excited for this. Ari Aster, I love Midsummer. Um, I like Hereditary to a lesser extent, but I still very much enjoy that film as well. This movie is going to be weird. It's going to be insanely weird, and we're not going to know anything about it until we watch it, which seems to be a trend with the movies we're talking about. But we're, I think we're both really excited for this. Mm-hmm. Another actor is uh, Amy Ryan. If you watch The Office, uh, she is Holly, who uh, Michael runs off with at the end. Um, besides that, probably won't be playing a Holly esque character. No, in this no, no, film. no. <laughs> but besides that, I'm not a hundred percent sure, familiar really with uh, many of many of these characters. Yeah, I just don't know much about it, and I'm excited to watch that for sure. Yeah, um, James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini, is also in this. Um, he was young. He played young Tony Soprano in The Many Saints of Newark, The Goodfellas, or not Goodfellas. Good Lord, I'm mixing up. And the Sopranos movie, Goodfellas. I'm mixing up my Italian mom stuff. Is it the same, though? Like, stuff. is it mean it's... I'm mixing up my <laughs> Italian mom stuff, and I would like to apologize to the Italian council for that. Um, <laughs> I will pay I will pay a fine. Um, I won't eat pasta tonight. But, uh, yeah, this is another movie we know nothing about, but I think we're both excited for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, my next pick um, is a little film called Don't Worry, Darling, directed by Olivia Wilde and... Um, Olivia Wilde's first directorial debut was Booksmart. Um, I think one of the best coming-of-age teen movies uh, of the past five years. I'm saying a lot of bests on this, but that's why these are our most anticipated because these directors and actors make good things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be about a woman living in a 1950s utopia community in California who starts to uncover some dark, sinister secrets. Um, psychological thriller. Uh, super excited for it. And let me just tell you the main reason I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. And Dirks already knows what I'm going to say. But Florence Pugh is in this movie. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't need... He just showed me a picture of Florence Pugh in hair and makeup looking like a 50s movie star. Um, I'll, I'll watch anything Florence Pugh's in. Um, I think that she is a super strong actress um, her facial expressions, whenever Florence Pugh starts to frown in a movie, you know you're about to get an intense emotional scene. Uh, she carries movies like Black Widow. She was easily the best part of that film um, just because of her natural humor. Um, she was so good, in fact, that they decided that they needed her character in more upcoming Marvel things because of how just magnetic mm-hmm. and just screen-grabbing she was. Um, so she's in this film. Olivia Wilde is also starring in this movie as well as directing Jimmy Chan, Chris Pine, and a fan favorite for the, just a lot of people. Harry Styles is in this film. This is actually where him and Olivia Wilde met and rumored to begin their relationship with each other. Interesting. From what I've heard. Okay. Uh, I don't keep up with tabloid stuff a lot, but that's also been surprising. Like Harry Styles is actually a pretty decent actor. Yeah. And he's in Dunkirk. He, he did really well in Dunkirk. Um, I'm excited to see him. I believe he is playing, um, Florence Pugh's husband, um, Jack, but there's this, no last name in this film. Yeah. I, I believe that is his role. I'm not hundred percent sure though. Um, yeah, nobody has really last names in this at all, but I'm excited. Uh, the writers of this film, um, uh, 
Katie Silverman, who wrote Booksmart, is writing on this, and then Carrie and Shane Van Dyke. Um, so Katie Silverman's background seems to be more comedy, and the Van Dykes seem to be more of, well, for lack of a better term, creepy um, and a little darker. So I think that's probably where the sinister psychological thriller stuff comes in. They've written movies like The Silence and uh, Chernobyl Diaries and apparently Titanic 2. Um, um, okay. What, um, what's the second movie like? I don't, the re- they I don't. We're not even going to. The boat floats back and they, they sail we're home. S- we're just not going to tie. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know. But Legend has it the band's still playing. They helped the, wrote that. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'm expecting a lot from this film. I think um, Olivia Wilde could be one of the breakout actors turned directors. Obviously, Booksmart was super strong, not necessarily at the box office, but it was critical reception was very strong. I think that we could be seeing a lot out of her in the future, and I'm excited for her sophomore movie. So don't worry, darling, and that is expected to also come out September 23rd, 2022. So mm. feels like a long way away. But we're already to the end of February, so. I'll be married by then. <laughs> Man, that's three for three, ladies and gentlemen. We are three for three <laughs> on episodes of Dirk's mentioning whether he is either engaged I or just will like, be married when something comes out or was watching it with his now fiance. You got to keep it going. Um, so, yeah. What's your next pick? Uh, the Gray Man. Um, it's it, This is another one. It just said coming 2022 and on Netflix. Um, it's directed by Joe and Anthony Russo who did Avengers Endgame uh, and Extraction. Um, This is another one we just don't know much about. We know it's starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and uh, Ana de Armas. Did I say that right? Armas. Okay. Uh, And again, look her up. You'll recognize her. Um, But we do know this. It's based on a book. um, The CIA's most skilled mercenary whose identity is known to none uh, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets and a psycho psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head setting off a global manhunt by international um, assassins so it uh, nathan said this last night it, it, it kind of sounds just like john wick three um <laughs> but i don't know I, I i love these two directors and i love the two uh main actors in it and that's i mean that's really all we know about it so i'm i'm trusting it don't know what to expect i don't even know when it comes out um imdb doesn't even have this movie um like as an option mm-hmm. um it is in post-production though so that means they have completed filming on it um so i should if movies yeah. are in post-production normally they come out um that year that they're already in post in so we expect it in 2020 yeah netflix uh to uh says the premiere date for agreements has not has yet to be announced but yeah i'd imagine especially with just the anticipation for this and the people involved i have a feeling they're going to try to get this out mm-hmm. at a Quick, decently quick time, but no, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, we're really just kind of putting our trust in the directors and the kind of main actors in these last couple ones because we know them and we trust them, but we really just don't know much about it. But uh, that is my uh, final pick. Yeah, if I'm gonna. I'll want to talk about this a little bit more, just to hint at the Russo brothers, which may not be a name you instantly recognize, but they are responsible for Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and the Netflix action movie Extraction, which is, um, I would I would say a solid action movie. It's not it's not great by any stretch, but the action's good though. The action is good. In it. There's a great um, one shot. Apparently, they just want to use former Marvel actors. That movie stars Chris Hemsworth. This one is starring Chris Evans. 
Um, I'm I'm excited for it. I I trust these two as well. Um, I think they have a very very strong track record. Obviously, they make blockbusters. I mean, they were handed the reins essentially to the MCU, and whether your opinions on the end game time travel stuff are a little wonky or not, I mean, they made some of the best MCU movies. Winter Soldier is maybe my best standalone MCU movie in my book, and uh, Infinity War is one of my favorites overall. So mm-hmm. these two know how to make high stakes action. Um, they they know how to get the most out of the actors. Um, and they're used to working with just strong heavy hitters in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I'm super. Al- I'm also super excited for Ana de Armas to be in this as well. Ana de Armas is um, one of my favorite actresses going right now. Um, she is uh, just, and she's in Blade Runner 2049. She was in Knives Out. She was just recently in No Time to Die, which I hear that the 15 minutes that she's in the movie are the best 15 minutes of the entire movie. Um, I haven't got the chance to see that yet. Um, she is becoming one of the most recognizable actresses um, on the planet right now. So I would expect her to to give a strong performance. Hopefully not just a love interest. Um, I mm. kind of worry whenever they introduce that. Um, I don't want her to just be a love interest for one of one of the two main leads in this. I, I could would, legit see her as like one of the agents. I would love for like her to be, be an agent. Yeah. Um, Ana de Armas as an assassin would be fantastic. So. All right, for the last for the last official movie that we have listed out, we're going to get some honorable mentions after this because it's an entire year of movies and we couldn't get them all. But Knives Out 2 is what I have. Um, I'll, Knives Out 2. If you watch Knives Out, you should want to watch Knives Out 2 because Knives Out is one of the best non-IP movies created in the last decade. There I go again saying best. Uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, also written by Ryan Johnson. It will star Daniel Craig. He'll be reprising his role as Detective Benoit Blanc. Uh, hopefully there's another monologue in this film about donuts and donut holes. Uh, Ethan Hawke, Madeline Klein, Catherine Hahn, Dave Bautista, Ed Norton, Janelle Monet. Um, all we know about it is that it's a mystery set in Greece. Uh, this is another Netflix movie. So a lot of these movies, you won't even have to, if you already have a Netflix subscription, you're not even going to have to pay any extra money to watch these as soon as they come out. Um, so I'm super excited about this. Uh, it's set in Greece. Um, and they filmed on location, which is something I love. If you're going to make a big-budget movie with very famous actors, shoot it on location. Mm. Don't send me in a green screen. Don't put me in a Hollywood studio lot. I want to be able to feel like I'm in Greece because I'm not going to be able to go to Greece, so I'd like to at least be able to escape to Greece for two and a half hours during this movie. Uh, and I, Ryan Johnson... Um, made one of the best Star Wars movies of the sequel trilogy. I would say maybe the best one. I like The Last Jedi. Um, I may be on an island there, Um, but I enjoy The Last Jedi. I enjoy Ryan Johnson's other work. Knives Out, to me, was a very strong movie. Movies like Looper, one of the most interesting Mm. science fiction movies recently. He's a really great writer and director. Um, He knows how to play on the genre that he's in and transform the material to subvert your expectations. Mm-hmm. Knives Out did a great job of, you know, presenting everybody as a viable option for the killer um, and subverting some of the murder mystery uh, expectations that you have from Agatha Christie novels or maybe even movies like Clue, um, but giving you a satisfying payoff. And the dialogue was fantastic in that film. The performances he got out of the actors were great. Chris Evans' turn as Ransom um, as sort of a villain was you know, one of the strongest is a guy that we have seen pasted on our screen for the past decade as 
you know, solely a good guy, a guy whose image is clean and uh, nice with Captain America. And, and he managed to transform him into a likable but hateable jerk. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm not the only one that has faith in Ryan Johnson. Netflix does too. They bought the two sequels for Knives Out, Knives Out 2 and 3, for $450 million. Wow. Um, the first Knives Out made over $300 million at the domestic box office, or not at, at worldwide box office, over $160 million domestic. So Netflix obviously has faith in Ryan Johnson that these movies um, will continue to be great. I think he's going to direct the next two, although I'm not 100% sure. Obviously doing this one, we'll see about three. He could be in 10 years talking about Knives Out 7, um, directed by some person we don't know. But yeah, this, this film, and all intents and purposes is very exciting to me. And I love a good mystery. Mm-hmm. I, I love movies where I don't necessarily know what's going on, which I think is a theme throughout our list. So yeah, I'd, I'd be okay if this like turned into, you know how they just continually make 007 movies? I'd be okay if it just made a lot of these Knives Out movies with different plots, different actors, different locations, mm-hmm. um, just multiple clue movies with different, I don't know, different outcomes. It'd be, I think it'd be really good. And if it's well done, it could be... Uh, very good and as we've seen in the first one it was well done and well executed yeah I think it's interesting that this is coming out as well as movie does just recently dropped Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express are now Agatha Christie novels that have dropped that are sort of the same structure you know mysteries those have not been as well received I don't think they're as good as Knives Out but it's interesting that we have these two sort of franchises now dueling for for the same genre, essentially movies that I think kind of went away for a little bit, but have have come back and made a strong showing. And this is the kind of film that's perfect for Netflix though. You you know, you gotta, you just a Friday night, you want to watch something interesting, but not too heavy. Uh, but you want to be entertained and you want to try to solve a mystery. And this is, this is a great way to do that instead of watching, you know, four episodes of some random crime procedural that airs on NBC (laughs) on Tuesday nights. Um, that was not a direct shot at anybody. Um, maybe it was, <laughs> but that's, that's our list so far. Just to recap, we have the Batman, uh, white noise. Nope. The Northman, Dr. Strange, multiverse of madness, the killer disappointment Boulevard. Don't worry, darling, the gray man and knives out too. And now we'll get to all the movies that you were expecting us to say, but we didn't say because we tried to limit ourselves a little bit. Correct. So the first one I want to talk about is a movie that I care not at all about coming out, but. It is a sequel to the literal most successful movie of all time, and that is Avatar 2. Mm. How are you feeling about Avatar 2 coming out? Um, I'm actually excited about it. I really liked the first one. Um, just I, it may be like a more emotional connection. Just that my family watched it a lot, but that whole like world that he created or maybe borrowed, um, I think the way he set that up was just very well done. And I, I am excited uh, to see the second one. He's it's been how many years that you know he's spent perfecting quote-unquote this movie so uh i'll have i'll go on with my hopes up and um because i think they should be with how long it's taken uh, but i'm excited i don't know i we'll see we'll see i don't know what to expect but uh i think it could be really good yeah so for those keeping tally at home this is a sequel 13 years in the making um because the original avatar was released in 2009 most famously the largest movie ever still don't understand why Quite honestly, um, I think this movie, I think Avatar, the original was fine. It is live action Fern Gully to me. If you've ever seen the movie Fern Gully, it is sort of the same thing. I think the mocap work and the CGI is great. I think some of the performances um, and some of the leads are a little dry and not great. 
Uh, I'm not super excited about this. I'm sure I'll watch it, and I'm sure I will be entertained, maybe be able to turn my brain off. I don't expect this to make $2 billion like the last one did. I don't expect it to be mm-hmm. near as big. I think James Cameron is playing a dangerous game with expectations here. I mean, also, the, like the amount of times they push yeah. it off, and how many sequels they have like five sequels I think options five. too. So, I mean, we haven't even got the second movie yet, and they're already talking about Avatar Five. Also, the problem is too, like people may have forgotten about it and worn off on their interest of a second one. Like he should have done this like four or five years at the le- at the very most. Yeah. You know, after never have I felt a movie be so intensely important to the public conscious and then quickly just dissipate. Mm-hmm. You know, you, nobody really sits around having Avatar conversations except to talk about. Why the heck was Avatar so big? Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a movie that a lot of people will list as their favorite. And that's just that's wild to me. And Cameron, you know, Cameron makes blockbusters, Mm -hmm. Um, Terminator movies, Titanic, another one of the largest movies of all time. So Mm. I'm sure this will be a a big spanning epic. But yeah. And uh, there for it. Yeah, well, and then three other here. We'll just knock out real quick. All three Marvel movies coming. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Uh, those are the um, – th- I think there's a couple other, but those are the three we put on. Uh, of those three, which one are you looking forward to the most? Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, for sure. I mean, we talked about Into the Spider-Verse on the first episode of this podcast, how important that movie was to both of us, how it just completely blew our minds, the animation style, the story, uh, the voice work. And I just really trust the people that made that, and they're involved in the second one, obviously. So I'm I'm looking forward to this one the most – um, how do you feel? What I would like to talk about is how you feel about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, famously. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman, pa- Boseman tragically passed away, will not be in this film. So how are you feeling about a Black Panther movie without Black Panther right now? Um, I'm not getting my hopes up because I just I don't know what they're going to do. I feel like with whatever they do, someone's going to be upset. Like You're never going to please everybody. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good, but I'm just like trying not to get hugely invested so i can just walk into this movie and just be like okay what they do with it you know mm-hmm. rather than getting my hopes up on they should do this or they should do that um but yeah i honestly don't know what they what they're gonna do and i i, I genuinely don't know what would be the best decision for them to make i don't so this has been one of the rockiest marvel productions i think i can ever remember um Letitia wright um has spread some vaccine misinformation rhetoric um publicly on social media is been anti-vax and that caused a halt in production as well and was supposedly causing tensions on the set i think that they're back to filming now um they haven't announced a push of the release date um so who knows who knows what's gonna happen right now it says november 11th and it's in production um so that i mean ryan kugel is directing it we have a lot of the cast returning from the first black panther um which was a humongous success and a very important film um but yeah it's i mean it's just really hard to to move on after losing somebody so charismatic and so important to the screen mm-hmm. as chadwick boseman so i'm interested to see what they do but i think similar to you i'm going to be going in with kind of tempered expectations yeah um yeah and then thor love and thunder i'm actually really excited for this one um thor ragnarok was a complete turn for the character and Love and Thunder, uh, the storyline I believe they're following from the comics is that Jane Foster, who is returning to the MCU, um, will actually be taking over the power of Thor. So Natalie Portman um, as a female Thor. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'll take it. That's. I'll sign up for it. Well, we see, like, you think Thor at his, at what we saw in game and just not as 
chubby anymore. Um, based off of the set pictures that I have seen, no. Thor looks like Hulk Hogan circa 1985 hmm. in the amount of just the size of the pythons that he has on his arms. Um, so I'm excited for this. I think that it's going to be a return more for for Thor. Um, Taika Waititi is directing this one. Um, the Guardians are also rumored to be in it. And the villain for this film is Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale. Hmm. So, you know, Marvel continuing their their uh, promise of getting A-list actors to do villain roles. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and P- I do see Chris Pat as Peter well. Quill in the cast list. So, so I, I'm excited for this one. We haven't really seen a lot. I think a lot of the attention right now for the MCU is on Multiverse of Madness. I see Russell Crowe on this in the cast list as Zeus. Huh. I that that is. I I interesting. I don't know anything about that, but that that is interesting. Hmm. Um. So. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of the other ones. Uh, there's a, a couple of reboots slash sequels slash franchise revivals. Top Gun Maverick, which was slated to come out originally in 2020, I believe, has been pushed and pushed and pushed again. Um, that is supposed to come out this year. Uh, Tom Cruise famously learned how to fly a plane for this film. Dude does all of his own stunts. He's crazy. He's got a tooth in the middle of his face, and his movies are really entertaining. <laughs> so I'm sure Top Gun Maverick will be entertaining. This is one of my favorite movies as a child it was Top Gun. Uh, my parents can confirm. Big fan of the soundtrack as well. So I'm excited for this one. Less so, though, because it keeps getting pushed, and I just this kind of feels like a movie that's never going to come out. So I hope it does, though. And then we also have Jurassic World Dominion, which we've got a trailer for, actually, mm-hmm. and we have confirmed that the original cast from Jurassic Park is returning. Um, I'm not going to be afraid to say that I got a little emotional watching the trailer for the first time, hearing the score in the background. And yeah, then they brought the seeing, original score back. Seeing Laura Dern and Sam Neill walk up and talk to each other you know that's Mm -hmm. that that's something it's a movie that's very important to me as a former dinosaur kid um and john williams score is i mean john williams made it has john williams made anything that sounds bad i don't think so yeah so that's another movie i know a lot of people probably didn't like the second one but i think i think they're gonna do everything in their power to to close this third movie out with like just the best that they can make it um and i think they're gonna make sure that it's a crowd favorite, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so they may not try to get the Oscar nominations, but I think they're definitely gonna try just to, a crowd, a, a crowd favorite, um, both for like our generation and both for like my dad, our dads who grew up, you know, with Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. um, showed it to us, you know, and now we're all watching it together. So, yeah, I no, think, I'm excited for it. I think you're right. Uh, this is probably, you know, this is gonna be a movie with, I'm sure, some plot holes in it. It's a movie about dinosaurs but expected june 10th summer blockbuster you know classic it's maybe the world will feel like it's returning to right when we just have a giant jurassic park summer movie to come out and that we can all just go to the theater collectively and watch it and say that was entertaining Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm hoping out of this so uh yep the last one we're going to talk about um is a movie that both of us were heavily thinking about putting on our list uh killers of the flower moon uh, Martin Scorsese's upcoming film starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Martin Scorsese, every time he makes a movie, it's also an event. Uh, and the last movie that he made nearly won an Oscar for Best Picture, um, even though I didn't really, didn't really love it that much because The Irishman was just seemingly too too long. It's a very long movie. Yes, very very long movie. But Martin Scorsese, 
I mean, Martin Scorsese has the pedigree. I actually talked to somebody yesterday that had never heard of Martin Scorsese and said they didn't know what the movie Goodfellas was. Um, I want everybody to know on this podcast that I was personally offended by that person. And if they're listening, um, you still need to watch Goodfellas. I will never stop recommending you watch that until you watch it. <laughs> but this this is a movie um, based off of the book written by David Gran. Members of the Osage tribe in the U- in Osage tribe in the U.S. are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 20s. Mark starting a major FBI investigation, including Jagger Hoover. So, mm. you know, DiCaprio, De Niro's also in it. John Lithgow, Jesse Plemons, Brendan Fraser. Um, a lot of people are excited about this. I believe this is another um, Netflix movie as well. Wow. Um, so, you know, Netflix just they're really kind of stepping it up. Really out here, killing it right now. But they're because for a while their movies were. Uh, yeah oh they'll still drop 20 to 30 just awful terrible netflix originals but that's then fair they'll drop these prestige ones so no that's a good point this is expected in late late 2022 as well probably similar timetable for an oscar push um it is currently in post-production right now we have seen some photos from the set um leonardo caprio looks uh, like he's the fbi agent in this film um but should be interesting. Scorsese, so you can probably trust it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, but uh, that will be our episode. Thanks for listening this week. Uh, this has been our most anticipated movies of 2022. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at underscore WDYWTW underscore. What do you want to watch? First letters of that, and then just tag a couple underscores on either end. Uh, for updates on episodes, DM us if you have any questions or suggested topics. Uh, but be sure to follow us uh, to stay up to date. Next week, we will have movies where good doesn't triumph over evil. Um, many movies growing up, the good guy always wins. So next week, we're going to talk about some movies where the good guy doesn't win. Uh, but thanks for listening. Have a good week.